This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome this back to the Thundercast. Thundercast. Uh, <laughs> we have... <laughs> Off, we have especially a, when I found out where my keys were. We have a very special guest. He just walked in like Kramer, looking like yeah. Kramer. <laughs> Here's Liam. Liam, close the door. Liam's mad. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Lucas. My name is Christian. And I'm Liam, here with another podcast that just talks about movies. Today, we are coming to you live from Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows why we're here. They don't even know why. <laughs> Liam just said Cambodia in a funny way and we decided to go with it. Yeah, no, did you know, did you guys know that here you could get a lobster dinner for only a dollar? <laughs> Seriously, though, pay more than a dollar. Yeah. It's not worth it. All right, what's our sponsor, Liam? Uh, <laughs> dollar lobsters. Yeah, dollar lobsters. <laughs> Even their, their tagline is... Please pay, please pay more than a dollar. Yeah. yeah, no, everybody looks... We even know it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, no, I would advise it, though. If, a, if my bathroom last night gives any indication, please pay more than a dollar. Speaking of which, Liam lost his keys before he got here. They found them in his sink. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it's, it was, it's quite the story. Yeah, it was like, maybe maybe you'll hear it in the in one of our little break preambles. Yeah. Or, or rambles. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh what's the topic liam what how do, how do yeah, you, you how do we explain this um we're gonna essentially be talking about uh filmmakers and the kind of movies they make yeah and so, the sense that like, like, like their their voice their like tropes their patterns stuff like that yeah ever yes. yeah, specific voice that they have like look at uh give christopher nolan as an example mm-hmm. christopher nolan is obsessed with uh the idea of time and humans' relation to it. And dead wives. Yes, yep. and that's all we're going to talk about, Christopher Nolan, because we did an entire episode, two hours um, long. Another example. Um, also, you cannot find it on the internet. Uh, we, should, we should probably, uh, we should probably um, not uh, uh, go through all of our examples until examples we get to the main segment. I, I was going to give... Uh... <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In jest, boys. Get, All right, who's going me, first? Um, you know what? Eeny, meeny, miny, Lucas. Uh, oh, okay. I, I never go first. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go. All, All right. right, I'm doing it. Eeny, meeny, miny, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've I watched uh, two films. Uh, one and two movies. <laughs> They're not films. Uh, I don't think I've talked about this yet on the show, but... I went and saw Birds of Prey. Yeah, I think we've talked about Birds of Prey, but before any of us actually saw it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so I saw, or, or sorry, Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. Or, yeah, as it was previously titled, Birds of Prey and, the sorry, fanta- hold on, hold on, let me te- check my notes. The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. <laughs> That's correct. Um, it is really bad. <laughs> um, I For some reason, it's 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 standing out with a lot of people as like being one of the better dc movies i mean that's not a that's not a high bar that's it's really not i I will tell you it's better than suicide squad okay but getting kicked in the balls or having a pulmonary embolism is better (laughs) (laughs) i have a story for that in a minute after you guys ingest but i mean suicide squad is like i mean it you have you don't have to try hard to be better than uh, Suicide Squad because no. Suicide Squad is a beyond a piss me the fuck off movie. Yeah, it was a movie where if it were a person, I would kick its ass. And you know <laughs> what? Like Harley Quinn, 
colon birds of prey really did not offer anything for me it mm. is not a me movie it, it's lady deadpool is what they're trying to do which oh, okay. is fine like yeah. I, I get that that has its audience but that audience was not me <laughs> but i mean um, and that I, is i can that... also say that i uh do not remember a whole lot from the movie like at all like any of the plot or anything like that because that's how boring it was it was it was nothing it's a nothing movie also even turning harley into lady deadpool is just a product of mass marketing yeah mm. um like well, uh, she's everywhere now yeah like and i've yeah, actually heard popular. i've heard that her dc show or of a show her online show is actually decent yeah i actually watched a video and i uh, by the renegade cut and he was talking about how it's actually really good hmm. Um, Which but, I mean, I'm not too shocked. The the DC animated stuff is always is, is usually pretty but, good. Yeah, I they're mean, they're way better at making animated movies than they are live action. Well, movies. Yeah. I mean, there's all it's also a shame because I liked the last two live action uh, movies they put out. Which were, which were the last two? I liked Shazam. I liked Aquaman. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've seen I saw Shazam. Shazam was all right. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I, yeah. eh. I mean, the best one's still Wonder Woman. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a nice little movie called Sonic the Hedgehog. Starring Mr. Jim Carrey. And uh, Ben Schwartz. (laughs) And it was really good. Yeah? I would... Really really good? good? Okay, really good. It was good. (laughs) It was a good movie. uh, Again, not my demographic at all, Mm -hmm. but the demographic that I I see that it's for, yes. It's a kid's movie. It's it's a movie for children. Um, It's another James Marsden drives around in a car with an anthropomorphic animal. He does that a lot. Um, Yeah, and he's really good at it, so good for him. Um, It's also a movie where really nothing happens, uh, but it's funny. There's some funny moments. I remember Um, you telling me about the plot device and what he needs to get, and I was like... uh, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, like, oh, he needs to go find his rings, but we're in San Francisco. I'm like, why doesn't he just run there and get them? (laughs) Yeah, and he does. (laughs) He does run there. But he's Sonic the Hedgehog and a kind of a child. I don't know. It was fine though. I I laughed. I had some good moments. Um, I saw Sonic before I saw Birds of Prey. I did a double mm-hmm. feature in, and uh, I wish I'd done it the other way around. <laughs> I, I remember really uh, Christian actually texted me in the middle of a day asking if I wanted to, or he called me in the middle of a day saying he wanted to go see Birds of Prey. Liam, you want to come? I was like, no. Yeah, just straight up. And then uh, I saw, this one's really quick, but I saw a movie called Thunder Road that's on Netflix. It's uh, written, directed, and uh, performed by, as the credits say, or starring uh, this guy named Jim Cummings. No, not Winnie the Pooh. Um, Jim Cummings is an independent filmmaker. Uh, The movie is about uh, his mom dies. He's a police officer who's also going through a divorce. So the movie's really just about this guy going through the worst fucking possible time <laughs> in his life. Everything's falling apart, and he is... It's basically just a character study about that. And Jim Cummings' performance is probably one of the best of 2018. I will I will straight up say that. It is phenomenal. Right and the movie is pretty... It's like 94 minutes, so it's like totally easy to watch. It's on Netflix, so... Um, I suggest everybody go watch it. I will say it's billed as a comedy, not a comedy. Okay. It, there are funny moments, but it's a tragedy through and through. Like, like a hundred percent a like Shakespearean kind of tragedy. Like it, it really, well, Shakespearean tragedy. No, it's not Shakespeare, but, um, like he slaps a dead corpse, but <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Honestly, about that. That, that's something that, that could be in a Shakespeare play. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, maybe a little bit more, uh, um, what is it? When you kill your kids, patricide, patricide. <laughs> uh, no, patricide was if you kill your father. Oh, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm not sure what killing your kids would be. 
Infanticide. Yeah. Infanticide. Uh, yeah, that's it's it. not manslaughter. It's no. <laughs> I mean, so you can commit infanticide by defenestrating your child. Um, oh. Is it technically wow, manslaughter if a guy accidentally killed his kids? I don't know. I don't know. I think. Liam, are you admitting to something? <laughs> uh, no. All right, Lucas, take it away. All right. The three things I'm going to talk about. Uh, I read a book called Indian Horse, which is about a uh, First Nations kid who uh, essentially survives a. Uh, uh, residential school and kind of takes up hockey and is like super super good at it but it's mostly just using it as a way to cope with the trauma that uh that uh, i experienced there and it's it's a very very good book yeah is uh, it is it a biography by any no, chance? no no it is fiction fiction but uh, i don't i don't know if the author has any uh experience in residential schools but like it's something that i think most canadians should probably read at some point in their lives because that is probably the one of the darkest moments in our country. I mean, oh, even awful. systemically, there are still problems going oh, yeah, on. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, even though even though the last one closed. The last one didn't close till 1996. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. insane. But, uh, wow, that was the year I was born. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was three. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very good book. It, books don't make me tear up very often, but this one did. Uh, it was very, very good, like I said before. And uh, I don't want to spoil too much of it because what's the author's name? I uh, let me find out. Uh, Here, you can keep talking. I'll do the fact checking. Um, yeah, is sure. it actually written by a uh, First Nations person? Or? I believe so. Uh, uh, it was also made into a movie that was released in 2017 that I had not seen. Um, but uh, I hear it's good. All right. Yeah. yeah. No. Cause just Richard cause... Wagami is. Yeah. I, I may have pronounced that wrong, and I apologize for if I pronounced that wrong. Yeah, that's the guy. But uh, yeah, yeah, very good book. Highly recommend. Uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about. Uh, sorry, did you have something to say, Liam? Uh, no, I pretty much got it across there. <laughs> okay, cool. Sorry. So I was looking at my computer, and just the way that, that that interaction happened through my headphones was really funny. <laughs> sorry, did you have something to say, Liam? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what, Lucas? I do have something then to say. Fucking say it, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah? You yeah. suck. So, Liam and I fought a couple weeks ago. Now, Lucas and I are going to fight. Let's... <laughs> Maybe I'll maybe fuck this podcast. Yeah. Fuck it. So, but no, I fuck. I'm taking a break. No, okay, no, I'm back. I'm sorry, Lucas. I love you, baby. Okay, what it made else? Made me a little Lucas? uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. I also I got to go see a musical called Dear Evan Hansen, and it was it was you know have you ever had a moment where you're watching something and you're like I think this is one of the one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah, I sure oh. have. Yeah. <laughs> Many times. Well, I was I was, sat, I was sitting there and I had that thought. Yeah. It's, Did, were you like euphoric in that moment? Not really euphoric because it's kind of a sad play. No, but like <laughs> I mean, like in the realization of just realizing that you were watching something. Yeah. Truly so. beautiful. Yeah. Right. Uh, for those who don't know, Dear Evan Hansen is musical. Uh, it's based on a novel that I haven't read, uh, but it's about this kid with social anxiety who uh, writes a note to himself to try to bolster his confidence, and then this kid steals the note and then later kills himself. And then it creates a very complicated situation because he find they find uh, the note that Evan wrote to himself in the kid's pocket uh, and assumed it was his suicide note. I also, sorry, Lucas, have you been practicing that that explanation? No, I, well, I said I, I've, I've already talked to you guys about exactly, it. Exactly. So. Yeah. So the way you said it, it was just like really that was perfect. <laughs> that was exactly what you said to us. It yeah, I've, I've thought about how to, how to explain it a lot because it's it's not a plot that's easy to explain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's just, that's just the setup. That's you just, just say suicide the musical. It's not gonna. Uh, <laughs> it's also very funny, which, uh, is, yeah. which is something that you might not expect from somewhere Some suicide so part grim, of the premise. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's very very powerful. Uh, no character in it is is morally in the right. 
pretty much everybody, even people who get kind of a righteous, like, fuck you moment, um, are at least partially in the wrong. Yeah. And especially Evan. Evan Hansen is, I wouldn't say he's a bad person, but he makes some very terrible, hurtful decisions in this show. Yeah. Um, and fuck you, Evan Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does the right thing in the end, but spoilers. Um, and there's there's this one moment in one of the songs where, because the, the main family whose, whose son uh, killed himself, um, have kind of throughout most of the show are, or at least start at the first act, um, are are kind of blocking themselves from grieving because Connor, the kid who kills himself, is kind of a big piece of shit. Yeah. He's, he's an asshole. He's uh, constantly disrespecting everybody, uh, and so they have a whole song where they where they sing about how. Well, the, the, the daughter and the, the father sing about how they don't want to grieve him, and the mother doesn't want to grieve him because she kind of thinks he's still around in the form of the letters oh, that she got. Right, right. Um, but there's a moment in the finale of Act One where the dad is kind of looking around, seeing all these pictures of his son and what what kind of effect he had on other people's lives, and he just breaks down. And at that, and then the whole family kind of comes together and starts to grieve for the first time. And I just sort of broke at that moment <laughs> and you were by yourself right yeah did you have yeah. a blanket and like a like... <laughs> no no um but no i if if anyone ever gets the chance to see it i highly highly recommend it's 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 incredible yeah it's on tour right now so it just came through yeah, our city it, yeah and... i saw it on the last day that it was in calgary right and where is it going now Edmonton? i'm not sure yeah yeah cambodia <laughs> <laughs> it's following us yeah <laughs> And the last thing, all all the things I, I'm, I'm talking about today are, are very emotional, but I, I watched a movie called I Lost My Body, which was yes. uh, an Oscar-nominated animated movie. I heard mm. really good things about it. Is it is very, very good. It's it's a French movie. Um, the, I watched the English dubbed version because oh, okay. it's animated. Don't you watch yeah. dubs. <laughs> what? No, it's animated. It's not an animated. So, I wa- yeah, so don't watch the dubs. I don't know. Watch it, was, it in it its the version. Fucking gatekeeper. It Fuck was, off. It was the version that was on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. Sorry, I don't mean to gatekeep. I don't mean to gatekeep. If that's, the, if that's what he's got access to, then. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, gates, you, go, gates open. Come inside. Uh, have of you guys, do you guys know anything about I Lost My Body? No. I, I watched the trailer of it a long time ago. Mm. But um, I don't remember what happened um i remember uh john tasker friend of a show was what wa- wa- <laughs> he watched it and he was telling me about it well i mean i was also a little inebriated when he was explaining it to me so i don't really remember so Your parents bas- listen to this. basically um the concept again kind of hard to explain but it's a guy's hand trying to get back to its owner cool is, is part of it and the other half is kind of leading up to how he lost his hand and um it's to me the the movie's kind of about once you about the idea that if once you lose a piece of yourself, whether physical or emotional, because there's other trauma that happens in his life as well, um, you can't get it back. Like no. it, it, it's gone, and if you keep trying to chase it, if you keep trying to get it back, you're never gonna move on. And it's a story about about moving on, mm. which yeah, everything I'm talking about is sad. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was. It's also very good. Highly recommend. I we I uh, plan on seeing it. Yeah, soon, it's on so. Netflix. You I mean so. you've opened it up? You've opened up the idea of me really watching it. So <laughs> Liam's gates are open now. Yeah, yeah no, you. I uh, was it. You had my attention. Now you have my curiosity. <laughs> All right, Liam. What have you watched? Uh, oh, okay. Is that everything you yep. uh, watch, Lucas? Well, that's we not get... everything, but that's everything I'm going to talk about. We get All right. you get three. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess the first thing I watched was uh and this was mainly just happenstance 
uh, Christian showed me Tremors because I'd never oh, seen yeah. it. I still yeah. haven't seen it. I need to watch it. It's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the conversation essentially kind of went like this. Christian was telling me that him and his partner were watching Tremors. I'm like, I've actually never seen Tremors. And they were just like, what? <laughs> Liam, you've never seen Tremors? Yeah. And I was like, no, I haven't. Liam, hard to believe. you've never seen Tremors? I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, we'll watch it at some point. So uh, we watched it and... It's honestly a lot of fun. Oh, it's great. I That's mean, one with Kevin Bacon, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Bacon Man himself. Yeah. Um, but, like, essentially, uh, um, I don't know. It's just a fun, stupid 90s B movie. Yeah. Like, it's not it's, especially it's, smart or brilliant, nope. but it's a good time, <laughs> no. damn it. Oh, yeah. Boy, is it ever. That, and it's uh, mostly vi- mostly special effects, not a ton of visual effects in nice. there. Oh, yeah. No, the uh, practical is, is this also the one with, with Reba, Reba McIntyre? It sure yes. is. <laughs> yeah. She plays a gun-toting uh, a person from Nevada, Mexico. So, it's awesome. Well, Most Nevadans cause they in live, general. They, they live in a place called, what is it, Happiness, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I it's some what the name of the small, place. like, it's essentially just a town of, Perfection. like, Perfection. The town is called Perfection. Yeah, and it's a town of, like, maybe 10 people. Yeah, well, I think the sign says 16. Yeah. Says, so. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I've been to towns like that. Yeah, and then uh, the tremor, basically the plot is there's uh, underground worms. Yeah. Who start terrorizing these people that's that's it that's yeah. all you need to know about the movie <laughs> i know uh the, Fuck yeah. Yeah. also at the uh what is it i realized that uh or after we watched it, i realized that there was actually an episode of spongebob that was heavily heavily inspired by uh <laughs> tremors to a point where it actually ends very similarly oh yeah that's awesome um but yeah no again i was just I was just as shocked as Christian was, but I had never seen this because I watched that as a kid. I was like, I that's shocked like, myself. <laughs> it's something that I would have loved if I when I when I if I oh, would have yeah. watched it as a kid. It probably would have yeah, yeah. been a regular thing that I would have been watching along with like Jurassic Park. And, uh, I can believe that. Yeah, had like just other like crazy movies that being a kid from the nineties and early early two thousands. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What um, else, Sam? Um, I also saw an independent film down at Cuff, oh, yes. uh, Calgary Underground Film Festival, and that was a movie called Guns Akimbo. Yes, with uh, Daniel oh, with, Radcliffe. I, I've seen the trailer, and I couldn't decide if it looked amazing or terrible. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of amazing in spots, but it's also kind of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, You're not making this easier, Liam. <laughs> um, but like, essentially, the premise follows, uh, follows uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who plays a um, essentially a troll for internet trolls. Okay. Like he's out, like his day job is like he's an office monkey or whatnot, but on his downtime, he goes into, uh, he just goes online and terrorizes internet trolls, uh, but like just calls them out and rips on them. Yeah. And then, uh, he goes in, he gets into, uh, the source code or he hacks into the source code and comment section of an underground, uh, crime syndicate in this, in the world that this world has where essentially they, uh, make people fight to the death and live broadcast it. Um, so he pisses their leader off something awful. So they go to his house, they break in, and they decide you'll, uh, was it just for, because they think it'll be amusing, they, uh, bolt, uh, two, uh, was a, a gun into each hand. So he literally. <laughs> shot in the trailer. Yeah. His hands are all, like, bolted, bolted up to guns, and he's trying to open the door. Yep, that happens a lot <laughs> in that movie. There's a point where he tries to take a piss, and he, <laughs> um, but he finds out that he's up against, like, their next champion. Or, or like, the, uh, was it, like, essentially the most popular person on the show? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's kind of like this crazy film of, like, him trying to survive and, like, get away. Um, it's really fucking violent. Um, the only other movie that guy has made, the director, is a movie called Deathgasm. Yes. <laughs> 
And I'm like, okay, just the name alone has me intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just like, uh, I mean, it shot a lot like Crank. So oh, if you okay. don't like that style of filming, you're not going to dig this. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's super fast. It's crazy. It's all over the place. Um, like, uh, like yeah. Hardcore, hardcore Henry, Crank, Transporter. Yeah, movies like that. Well, I mean, the Transporter is a little bit more reasonable than that. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Crank is, like, somebody, well, took a bunch of Crank and uh, this, <laughs> and uh, started uh, and puked on the camera and started shaking it a lot. Yeah. Um, but, like... Like, there are points where, like, Daniel Radcliffe will get knocked over by a car, and the camera will roll over with him or whatnot. Huh. Um, there's a point where uh, he's, where he has to have, there's a lot of just amusing moments in there. Like, there's a point where he has to ha- ask a homeless man to help dress him. Um, <laughs> and, and he's like, well, a crackhead. <laughs> like, yeah, you see, you see a homeless guy smoking crack and just, like, try to pull Daniel Radcliffe's pants up. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, it's just, it's a movie that... I would recommend watching, but I'm like, if you don't, you aren't enjoying it. I totally get it. I went with our buddy. <laughs> I went with our buddy Dan from uh, uh, Thunder and Dragons. Moondor. Moondor. Yeah, Moondor. yeah and uh, both Moondor. him and I thought it was a riot, and that's what we realized is that like, I don't. I was it. I don't need everything to be like this amazing like a uh, movie that's trying to change hearts and minds or have this great uh, screenplay or even be like super politically correct or whatnot. I just sometimes I just want to watch something really fun and really stupid. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta bolt. Guns to Harry Potter's hands <laughs> That's right. and see what happens. Imagine if they were wands. Um, <laughs> kind of movie. Fuck it up, fuck uh, it up. There's one. Uh, one last thing I'll share is like, and I've told everybody people this, and they're like, "That's amazing." Where somebody gets their finger chopped off at one point, and then they kill the guy who did it, and they realize that they can't flip him off because their fingers are gone. So they pick up their finger, sit it on their fist, and then just hold it there like that to flip them off. That's wild. Um, what a film! And the last movie I watched because I, I had also never seen it was uh, Murder Party, with, also with Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, they uh, convinced me to watch it because uh, was it uh, just because I had heard of it and I had never seen it. And Christian's like, yeah, why don't we watch this? Yeah, the guy who directed it also directed Green Room and Blue Ruin. Yeah, and I've seen mm. I've seen Green Room and I liked that one a lot. It's a good movie. I mean, it has Patrick Stewart as a neo-Nazi, so there's that. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> For a second, shit. I thought you guys were talking about Green Book. I'm like, no. what no. the fuck are you talking no, about? No, no, no. Uh. <laughs> um, it's the last movie that uh, Anton Yelkin shot, I believe, mm. but it's not the last one that he appears in. The last movie Anton Yelkin ever appeared in was called Thoroughbreds, Yeah, but uh, I believe it's the last one he ever shot. Um, yeah, or uh, I don't know, it was something along those along lines. Along those lines. But he but he it's one of his very few um feature film mm-hmm. um, roles. He but, gets uh I'm not going to spoil uh, it. But there's uh, a scene that's very gross it, that involves his yeah. arm. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, but then again, what uh what uh, was it back to uh Murder Party. Uh Murder Party. Um there's a point where uh the movie essentially follows a guy who um gets an invite to a, to a murder party. You think it's just a party to go hang out. He's just this awkward loner who's Stupid enough to go to a thing that says, "What well, come to our murder party?" Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a he's a New York City um, parking attendant, and he's walking home, and he finds this invitation on the ground. Goes home, makes a, a, a night costume out of cardboard, goes to the murder party, gets captured, is strapped to a chair while these all these douchey hipster artists talk about art and how they're gonna murder him as a art piece. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, it was an interesting little film. I mean, like, I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it enough. Yeah, it's totally uh, fine. I- I've seen it twice. The second viewing is not nearly as fun as the first time I saw it. But the first time I saw it, I watched it on my iPad. Very small. 
Uh, then I watched it on the TV with two other people, and that was... Mm. It's also hard for me to watch things like that because I know obnoxious hipster-type people like uh, like those guys in Murder Party, and how every time I see them, I just want to... Uh, let's say uh, my art piece would be making an ashtray out of her skull, but... Uh, 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 <laughs> I think that's a death threat. I'm pretty sure somebody yeah. can, uh, can arrest me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious, but (laughs) yeah, you got to say that before you say death threats. Um, But like, I'm stabbing uh, you. I don't mean it. (laughs) Here, no murder intended. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's an accident. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, no. Again, overall, I enjoyed it. Like, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Yeah, I know it has developed a cult following and whatnot. And uh, the other thing to note is that it is super, super independent. Like, you could tell just by the way it's shot and uh They probably made it for, like, stuck. six grand or something like that. Like, not it's, a lot of money. Yeah, it's kind of like the production level or whatnot. It's kind of on the same le- level as something like Brick. Where, okay. like, you could tell Brick is super, super independent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, uh, those were the three things I watched. Not a very exciting week. At, uh, no. Uh, two weeks. No, not an exciting two weeks. For you, for me, much different. So I put out a post a couple of days ago explaining that uh, we had to postpone um, the episode because um, I had a pretty severe medical emergency happen. So I'm going to run through this real fast. Um, Lucas and Liam have heard this story, and I just feel like sharing it on the internet because fuck privacy, right? I shot him in the chest. Yeah, Liam shot me in the chest. So... That's, that was the result of their fight a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, we had we decided to have a duel and he shot me in the chest. No, uh, I, you I might, sang, you I might... sang ten dual commandments from, yeah. from Hamilton. Yeah, Christian here with an editor's note. Uh, sorry for the bait and switch here, but if you want to hear my medical emergency story, then you can head over to the Expose Yourself podcast, new podcast from the Thunder Lizard Collective that explores uh, stories of all sorts. Me, Christian, your host, will have a new guest every episode to swap stories. Some are real, some are made up. Who knows what you're going to hear. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Thunder Lizard Collective or Expose Yourself. Look for the man in the trench coat. Anyway, back to the Thundercast. Brutal. All right, Lucas, you got any stories you want to share? Should we go to break? I got no stories. Let's go to break, everybody. (laughs) All right, well, we'll come back in a handful of minutes. And so I made some music, so you can find that as searching H-A-R-G-A, Descending, on Instagram, and then also on Bandcamp. Um, this, well, the, the album is called In a Burning Building. <laughs> um, like, what happens to Christian at the end? <laughs> Which you would know if you listen to episode 30th. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Multiple plugs, y'all. I'm in it. All right, we're back. We're back to the Thundercast. Wow, that was a really sad <laughs> intro. Because yeah. sure we made a loud sound again before we started recording. But... What? I gave I gave my version of a clap. Yeah, and I hated it. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to talk about some directors and some of their um, artistic vision, or not the vision, their style. I don't know. How, their, how their, style, their, their style, their voice, their the, the things that they kind of lean on. Yeah. Their um, tropes. And uh, I do want to make one thing very clear, but this is not like a lot of like, this is what this movie is really about videos, where it's really just a bunch of losers with too much time on the internet really trying. Gross. That was really gross. <laughs> <laughs> Liam's just burping up the storm. Um, just to make this clear, this is not going to be like one of those videos that you see on the internet where it's like, this is what this movie is really about. 
movie explained. Yeah, yeah and like just not, and they go off saying like, uh, it's really not about studying the film itself or the or the properties that a person makes. It's more so about trying to find the political leanings of uh, uh, what is it of certain filmmakers or whatnot that we're not interested in doing. Oh, okay, I thought you said we were doing that, and I was like, no. I do, I did not sign on for this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, was... I signed on to talk about me dying. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm making it very clear that that is not what we're going to be talking about. Like those videos that you see, like The Incredibles, is really about inje- objectivism, or yeah, um, or um, Nolan is secretly a supporter of the Iraq War, <laughs> yeah. like just things like that. He's actually a moon Nazi. Yeah. Um, if you want to hear <laughs> our conversation bad. about, uh, we're not going to talk about Nolan. I, I think yeah. we're putting. I'm putting a Nolan. Yeah, uh, I think, and, and even band. and even if we did, Liam kind of covered Nolan in the in the intro there. Yeah, so we're gonna start with um, Kevin Smith because <laughs> <laughs> his poster is right above Liam, and it was the first one I could think of. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Smith mm-hmm. um, is a uh, well, Liam and I are big fans. Lucas, you're not really a fan. It's not for me. No, um, but. One thing that I think we can all agree on is that man makes movies about friendship. Yeah, um, definitely. Just like, and, appreciation, yeah. and appreciation for what's good in your life. Like nearly, yeah, exactly. Nearly every single one of his movies is about somebody having to overcome some uh, minor inconvenience that slowly becomes more and more inconvenient. Uh, and the people that he uh, uses along the way, uh, or they use along the way to build themselves up and sometimes cut themselves down but yeah like uh in clerks you know you yeah. got dante dealing with the fact that he's not supposed to be there today yeah just the inevitable thing of being stuck in a dead-end job in your life never really picking up and the mm-hmm. only thing that's keeping him afloat throughout that whole day is his buddy randall and the potential of fucking his ex-girlfriend but <laughs> oh and uh just for fact and, and even then like there's randall kind of saves his life each day realizing that randall as much as he does fuck up his life each day, he does kind of also save it each day. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and and then you you know, Clerks too, the same movie, but in a uh, uh, in a uh, fast food restaurant, and with, <laughs> and with more money you put and, into it, and slightly more uh, bestiality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is Clerks is Clerks two in color? Yes. It is in color. Yeah, so more yeah. color too. That's that's probably what they should have called it. Clerks too in color. Yeah. <laughs> or clerks in color. <laughs> I saw I saw a video the other day that was a colorization of clerks. Mm. Don't do that. Yeah. I was talking <laughs> to somebody at work the other day. Um, I just want to get this out because I, I, this is one of the, our meander casts. There's really <laughs> we have a topic, but I'm not going to stick to it. <laughs> um, was that uh, you know the one thing that's really pissing me off about movies lately is uh, is the the um, the uh, physical entertainment aspects of going to the movie theater now, like going and seeing a 40 X movie. Mm. Don't do that. No, shut up, go home. Like don't, don't, don't do it. If you're the kind of person that loves going to a 40 X movie, fuck you. Don't listen to me talk anymore. Um, <laughs> go I'm to a theme park. I, that's what I, that's a hundred percent what I said. I said, I straight up said, if you want to watch a fucking interactive movie, Go to Disneyland. Yeah. Go, go to Universal Studios. Go go ride the Minion ride at Universal Orlando. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of my movie theater. Like, <laughs> this movie theater could be used for so much other stuff. I understand like that people want to have that immersive experience, but if you're not immersed in the story, and if you're not immersed in in the cinematography, if you're not immersed in the character development or the or the or the performances or the way that something's directed. And you need to have someone spit in your fucking face. <laughs> you got a different kink in mind. Like go, go, go on a Craigslist. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think those kind of things are are popping up a lot because, like, 
they need to justify the price of the ticket. Yeah. Because, like, you can watch most movies in a theater-like environment at home nowadays. Uh, not not as good as the theater, obviously, but, yeah, like, just, they... Just take your iPad and put it as close to your face <laughs> as possible. But, like, most people have, like, 40 to 50-inch screen TVs yeah. now. Yeah. But, um, like, people want to justify the price of the ticket and have a reason to go to the movie theater, because otherwise they're like, oh, I'll just wait a couple months and watch it at home. Yeah. And I mean, okay, in my overreaction, was, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I, I I do support the idea of going to see movies. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I don't think like the whole D box and 40x bullshit. I don't like it. No, it's fucking yeah. stupid. But I was a little harsh. You can still listen to me. <laughs> it's okay. You can still listen to us um, talk. You can. Anyway, stay. we should let's uh, move away from that angry, <laughs> angry topic. What made me think of that? I don't even know. I don't even uh, know. Talking about clerks in color. Right, I yeah. saw. I saw that. What made me think of that was uh, recoloring uh, movies from the, yeah. from way back when. Don't do that either. <laughs> um, Fuck you. But like with, uh, shoot, I'm trying to figure where we were with Clerks now. <laughs> uh, fuck uh, it. Let's talk about Robert Zemeckis now. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis. He has. Uh, I watched. I watched a video about his movies lately by Patrick H. Willems. Yeah. Yeah. I do like he, him. He's a racist. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's about how how most of his movies center around somebody obsessively trying to do one thing. Yep. Yeah, he makes a lot of movies about obsession. Yeah, such as please. Well, like the Marty Arnold, McFly, yeah, Marty going McFly, Back to yeah. the Future. <laughs> yeah. But like most, most of his movies focus on like just getting one thing done, sort of thing. Yeah. Not all of them. A lot of the, a lot of the weird, uh, live like live, live action capture animation movies yeah. are are kind of weird. Christmas pa- Christmas Carol, Polar Express. Yeah, Mars needs moms. <laughs> that, was, did I he do think... like a Beowulf one? He did. Yeah. Beowulf's actually okay. I've actually I've never, heard. I've never. I've never seen Beowulf. Shut up. <laughs> it was uh, it was one of the first usages of uh, like extreme usages of uh, of motion capture in a film. Oh. So that's kind of yeah. neat. But um, yeah, that's interesting. And then what about how would you uh, say that applies to Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump obsessed. He's obsessed with uh, just being there for Jenna. Uh, he wants to get with Jenna. Jenna. That's Forrest's obsession is Jenna. Yeah, like I said, not all of them are perfectly applied to that, but I'm just repeating what a YouTube video said because I'm a ri- I have original thoughts. Um, one I was. Yeah. Uh, this one was actually. Uh, it was when the news of uh, Doctor Strange came out and how Sam Raimi is. It looks like is directing Doctor Strange. Uh, uh, and the multiverse of madness, which yeah. is going to be wild. Yeah, I know. I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> I was watching. I was, I was like, I'm done with the MCU. Then that happened. I'm like, I'll come back. I'm not. Done. I, know. I heard. T- Tanya of... was watching Spider Man One last night. Yeah, it's uh, not good. Fuck off. It's a great movie. <laughs> like the Raimi. Yeah. The Raimi one? I mean, it's yeah. not good in conventional <laughs> senses. It's, it's quite long. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Superman length. That's wild. Anyway, carry um, on. But like, uh, I was watching a video by one of my favorite. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I gotta cut. just start over. <laughs> I was watching a YouTube video by uh, one of uh, my favorite YouTube uh, YouTube channels, The Wolf Den, and uh, they were talking. And uh, the main guy Will brought up a point with Sam Raimi where I didn't even really think of it. Uh, was it? But he said like Sam Raimi makes movies essentially about Pandora's box. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And like the opening of Pandora's box, like look at the Evil Dead movies, for example. Oh yeah, that's that's literal. Look yeah. <laughs> or even look at Spider Man, like the opening yeah. of a box, like getting most powers or whatnot. Yeah. Each of his Spider Man movies kind of center around that in some variation. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's yeah. interesting. I never thought about that, but that is that is true. Yeah. So, and he was using that. He used that as a way to talk about us. Uh, uh, was it uh, his film style in relation to Doctor Strange and what it would be like? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was, oh, that could be cool. Opening, yeah, like, like literally opening Pandora's you know, box with, with Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, you know, actually, and then who you, comes out? 
Toby Maguire. Yeah, or maybe he'll team up with Ash and uh, they'll go on an adventure. That would be fucking tight. Um, that'd be so Ash is stupid. now in Marvel canon. Yeah, that'd be um, so stupid. I would love it. Um, but like, but like uh, Ash now. Yeah. Ash, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, a, not a mocap. You'll okay. just hear him say like "Ash is back, baby," <laughs> or something like that. Or this, this a portal opens up. Doctor Strange walks through, and Ash is just like groovy. <laughs> Cuts off his hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know it would be an actual weird movie as opposed to a movie that thinks it's really weird and out there, but not really. Like Ragnarok? No, like the first uh, Doctor Strange. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Weird yeah. for normies. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there's Steven Spielberg, and his main theme is kind of uh, ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. And then there's J.J. Abrams, who whose main theme is copying better filmmakers. <laughs> yep, and, uh, and, and trying to just... Did you just... see that? Sorry, Liam. Yeah. Um, did you see that? It's like Star Wars confirms that... that uh... Palpatine was a clone. And I was like, Star Wars confirmed that? <laughs> Like, what an awful title for an article. Yeah, I, just I saw, say, I just saw, say Disney confirms, yeah. or just say J.J. Abrams, or Lucasfilms. I, like, I'm happy, finally, you guys get what I was talking about all these years with J.J. Abrams. Because I still like a lot of J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah, Super 8's fun. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, it's E.T., yeah. But, and you know, it's, yeah, it's always like, and, and like Star Trek is Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, what Star is Wars it, uh, is Star Wars. Into Dark, yeah. Into Darkness is Wrath of, is uh, Wrath of Khan, but bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wrath of Khan, definitely worse. I'm not gonna say it's good, but I I love that movie. Me too. It's uh, so dumb. Liam, you were gonna say something. Um, about, I was uh, gonna say J.J. Abrams also tries to justify that by saying. Uh, was it his uh, unoriginality by like the mystery box and you go home and you buy the mystery box <laughs> and you don't know it could be in there but it's so exciting I'm like when you but I'm like yeah if you go and buy a mystery box you open up a lot of times it's just pieces of junk in there <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. Um, I saw a meme of a guy dressed like the Joker and he was carrying around a furry mystery box at a comic con and I was like I want to die now <laughs> This embolism was necessary. Yeah, and, and uh, there was another thing from the Star Wars thing that they confirmed that when Rey kissed uh, Kylo, it wasn't romantic. Oh, what? I don't know. That's what the, that's what the article said, and I was like, "Fuck you!" And I, didn't I don't read kiss it. my friends all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, good. The movie's good now. You fixed it. Good you job. Fixed it by just saying. That's not what we meant. Uh, Palpatine was a clone. The movie's yeah, good now. That's what's... Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm like, guys, that's not the text of a film. That's paratext. Anyway, if you want to hear what we have to say about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, go back a couple episodes. I think it's 28 or yeah, 20. It's, it's, it's a bad movie. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Um, okay. um, I was going to... One thing just to try and center this uh, topic a little bit, which is... Um, good luck. Uh, why is it that why is it that we find it's interesting to always look at the types of movies the uh, this director makes or whatnot? Well, because everybody's got a, a style, you know. Like every mm-hmm. everybody likes to tell very specific stories. I think you know Wes Anderson really likes to tell stories about quirky, offbeat people uh, who have like some kind of a strained relationship with their father, or yeah, mm-hmm. um, because he's he's probably had that relationship before, so. You know, art imitates life. So if you if those are the stories that you know and the stories that you're comfortable with, then those are the stories that you're going to tell, right? Yeah, yeah and I think you can. I think uh, to piggyback off something you just said, it's you can you can kind of you can feel like you can get to know somebody through their work because like if someone's constantly uh, making movies about having a rocky relationship with your father, then you it feels like and a lot of people can relate to that and like it feels like oh this person knows knows what this feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh. I mean. It's kind of like the uh, the counter argument to what people were say. Like art. It, all art is just a su- 
is just uh, uh was it subjects of the political climate or whatnot where i'm like mm. yeah there is definitely a lot of that in its influence yeah i don't fucking also, talk about politics at all but that's <laughs> your guys's job but there is interesting uh but there is uh but there's also the personal thing that comes into it uh what is it like the personal side of that argument where it's like as much as art inf- is influenced by uh the political climate or any of that it all can also be uh, was it also is very much influenced by one person's individual experience? Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's 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 all art basically is just someone putting what they see on something so other people can see yeah. how they see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Have we wrapped the time? Uh, I was uh, I was gonna say, and that's part of why I don't find um find it especially interesting when uh, a lot of videos go off and see like, oh, this is the secret underlying me lining meaning of what this is about where i'm like you're yeah. not really saying anything useful or interesting about it no, no no i mean you can you can like explain like what a movie means to you and you're like your take on it but that's not necessarily the secret underlying message yeah it's like the whole again i brought it up earlier it's like the whole argument with like uh was it the incredible uh, was it about like brad bird and the incredibles and all of that and how the incredibles people go off saying is secretly just a, an allegory for objectivism I'm like, no, and, it's a metaphor for the Fantastic Four. <laughs> um, and it's like uh, a lot of it is that Brad Bird likes to make movies about like just brilliant, brilliant people mm-hmm. um, kind of like stuck in a rut or whatnot, or like uh, which a lot of people interpret as an objectivist thing. But I'm like, you yeah. can say you could get a reading of that. It's but... kind, of, kind, of, kind of like the opposite of Spielberg, where it's extraordinary, extraordinary people in ordinary circumstances. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like like yeah. Hogar and the Iron Giant are definitely extraordinary yeah, people yeah. trying to deal with something <laughs> totally normal yeah for uh mr incredible is an except is an exceptionally gifted person who's being kept down by the system yeah, yeah. being forced to work in a dead-end job yeah and um, even, even hunton is, is an extraordinary person in extraordinary circumstance that doesn't really work but still <laughs> ethan hunt that one's mission impossible mission yeah. impossible yeah. yeah when he i mean that's not his story he just <laughs> jump on yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he, he, he's a, he's an extraordinary man doing something impossible yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's his mission yeah so i'm really fucking sorry <laughs> i mean i do like that movie but yeah. yeah no he made a good mission impossible movie yeah um, um so who else do we like who else do we like Liam? paul thomas anderson makes movies about everything no um and he likes to make movies like a lot of his characters um are really are also very very brilliant people who mm-hmm. are um struggling with um, the fact that they are kind of being forced to be normal in a way, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, uh, particularly with like Punch Drunk Love and uh, um, the Master and Boogie Nights. Like these are these characters, these main characters are very. Um, well, I guess even Magnolia. There's a lot of characters in there who are who are incredibly exceptional, but um, struggle with a lot of the social pressures to to fit in. Um, yeah, and because how else are you going to feel? "Quote unquote normal," right? Um, doesn't that that does not really apply to uh, "There Will Be Blood"? But <laughs> um, I was gonna say, in "There Will Be Blood"'s case, I feel like a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson movies have the influence of like uh, the the deconstruction of a person in a uh, was it in a uh, problematic situ- uh, society or situation? Yeah, that's the other side of what he does. So, so um, with things like Inherent Vice. Um, there will be blood and uh, Phantom Thread, or even uh, the Master with like Scientology and whatnot. Yeah, well, and that's kind of that's funny. That's kind of like the bridging movie that kind of like shows the the two sides of of his style or his um 
Um, what are we calling it? Vision? Style? Um, Grace? Um, uh, was it with voice? His, uh, yeah, with his voice. Uh, voice, that's the one. The voices of the directors in my head. The voices yeah. in their heads. <laughs> are an enigma. They can hear them all the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think my milk carton just fell over. <laughs> Oops, my anarchy symbol. Do you guys remember that meme? No? Okay. No. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, directors, who else? Oliver Stone likes to make movies about people that he's not telling the truth about. <laughs> no, now Oliver Stone is obsessed with conspiracy theories. And <laughs> Lots like... of weed, too. Yeah. I guess Savages. He directed Savages, Yeah. Right? Yeah. That movie's all about weed, in it? Uh, kind of. There's a back. <laughs> I actually have. I'm one of a few people on this planet who's actually seen that movie. Yeah, very few people have seen um, that film. Uh, one example I was gonna give, like Guillermo del Toro, loves to uh, make yes. movies about uh, uh, was it about human and their relation? Uh, was it about alienation through using like uh, fanta- uh fantasy and whatnot, like whether it be literal or figural or like uh, just figurative, uh, yeah. uh, figurative. Yeah. Um, like, uh, like the shape of water on the inverse is kind of about like alienation in, uh, two different ways. Right. The mm-hmm. shape of water is also just interestingly enough, kind of about othering or the other. Uh-huh. It de- definitely is. Yeah. Um, have you seen it? I have not. No, oh, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, and like, but I mean, even, uh, there are even elements from Evan go back to even like Hellboy. Yeah. Or like, yeah. and Hellboy is alienation. Army, sure. Um, and the first one as well. Mostly like, oh, we can't go one. Yeah. Um, or like even members, the other inverse of that, like Pan's Labyrinth where it's like, uh, where it's uh, using fantasy and storytelling to cope with a uh, horrible, horrible situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, someone who I really love. I'm just going to change topics because, <laughs> sorry, we're just jumping around. Some of those episodes. Uh, Ari Aster has made oh, yeah. two films about uh, a grief. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty much exclusively what those movies are about. Well, obviously not as per Liam and I's. Well, you guys didn't hear that fight because yeah. I cut it out of the episode. Liam said something kind of rude to me. Yeah, it's, beside the point. <laughs> I w- yeah, no, I'd be, I I want to clarify, but I just don't think it's uh, to say that to say that the movie is just concretely only about one thing. Yeah, we're not um, doing this, Liam. You know, when, um, <laughs> no, we're not doing it. Yeah, no, the it movie, was... So he made, he's made two. I'm cutting you off. There's two, there's two <laughs> movies. Um, are are center around grief for sure and how uh, individuals um need to overcome that and but have to do so kind of on their own terms but are also kind of forced and driven by the people around them to get over it mm-hmm. you know I, you guys haven't seen hereditary i don't think hey eh? no um yeah i don't think you'd like it either <laughs> uh he also uh, ariester also really likes to make movies about uh, very severe head trauma um and uh, that would make more sense when you've seen hereditary uh he's also he also likes to make movies about uh people jumping off of really high things <laughs> uh, yes yes he does yeah uh anybody you got any other directors you want to note um that you believe are of note um well, there's taika waititi who uh, has a very very specific voice yes yep, his who, uh, uh voice is very distinct <laughs> he's he is he has such an incredible way of like balancing things that like should be not okay to be in a movie yeah totally like it's obviously especially in jojo rabbit but like there's 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 things in like hunt for the wilder people where you're like oh okay he went there yeah okay yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a ton of moments in uh in what we do in the shadows yeah. that yeah, really yeah, yeah. really push the envelope there yeah. <laughs> uh, boz lerman loves to make movies about uh like uh just like um just as how do i explain it uh, Bo- fancy stuff no Boslerman <laughs> likes to make Sorry. just makes movies kind of about 
love and however you will interpret it or whatnot. Yeah, no, yeah. or like just almost essentially every single one of his films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, or at least like however, like just love in the broadest sense and how you could interpret that. Yeah, like he, like even his Romeo and Juliet, he has a very specific voice for that. Yeah. Um, and like uh, he does, he does seem to very much be the person who understands that. Uh, uh, what is it that uh, he looks at Romeo and Juliet in that film the way like uh, like I think he's like he's aware that like uh, their love is kind of bullshit and like uh, because they are just a bunch of kids who got too devoted yeah. to each other. But the yeah. real tragedy comes from the fact that they did genuinely believe that they were in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's all that really matters in that moment. Yeah. And the tragedy is that they never got to grow up and actually really experience uh, actual like true love. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, what about Scorsese? Um, gangsters. Yeah, <laughs> I, y'all knew I, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, um, yeah. I haven't really seen enough of his films to really gauge yeah. um, what he's like, which is I know is a fucking tragedy. Yeah, don't at me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not a huge Scorsese fan. Every time I watch a movie, I'm like, that was technically very good. I like the Departed. Was, the The Departed's good. Yeah. Are you a fucking cop? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm trying to think of something. I no, I can't say anything Jack Nicholson says about no, movie. No, probably not. <laughs> That's my Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> I smell a rat. Yeah. You guys want to hear my Jack Nicholson impression? Ready? Yeah. Now you want to hear my Christian Slater impression? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've done the Christian Slater um, impression on the show before. I'm not maybe, sure. Maybe I'm not sure. Who cares? I was gonna. Um, Oh, I thought of uh, one uh, other person. Oh, were we done with Scorsese? I didn't yeah. think we were done yet. Or, no, do you, does anyone have anything else to say about Scorsese? Not a whole not lot. Not really. No. <laughs> um, he likes to be, I mean, he, he likes uh, he likes really complicated situations, I think. Yeah, it's, and complicated it's, people. and Very complicated, very, um, but also morally ambiguous. Yeah. But in some people that are, it's a little obvious. Yeah. Well, people <laughs> no, no, just like, <laughs> um, well, you Hugo say, is kind of like his love letter to cinema. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Who were you going to say? He loves to do, uh, uh, Scorsese loves to do the breakdown of like uh, a person as they rise to power. He kind of seems to like to make movies about how absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, another filmmaker, one of my current favorites, Ryan Johnson, likes to make mm. movies about genres and how they uh, intersect and like, uh, and how they uh, just, how well, like how just genres can intersect with each other and be like multiple things. Yeah, he, he loves to deconstruct genres, tear them apart, and see how, what he can do to like flip them up the, upside down, but still keep them like in the same genre. Yeah, uh-huh, totally. I agree. Like, because uh, that's why Knives Out is such a is a wonderful film. Is mm-hmm. that it's a whodunit film, but it's to- it's not. It's, it's a, more yeah. of a how it happened film. It's a how yeah, it's a and, how and, like it uh, like I watched a video by uh, what's it called. Uh, just right, I think, is yeah. the channel, yeah, yeah. and he talks about how the the movie is a whodunit at the start, then in the middle it's a thriller, mm-hmm. then it, at the, at the end it goes back to being a whodunit, yeah, <laughs> and then also a comedy all at the same time, yeah, and yeah, uh, exactly, and Star Wars is about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, uh, his Star Wars is about how the fairy tale's over and it's time to grow up, <laughs> which a lot of people didn't. It didn't sit well with a lot of man children. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then, then uh, including J.J. Abrams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we all came full circle, everybody. Yeah, um, I was also just going to mention one more person before we go to our next break, uh, and that is Quentin Tarantino and how he likes to make movie about f- movies about feet, <laughs> um, or he just. 
he actually does like to do a similar like thing to Ryan Johnson, I suppose. Yeah, totally. Or, I mean, yes, to be more like, realistic. <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of like a celebration. I think less less of a deconstruction, more of a celebration. Yeah, in Tarantino. My, in my eyes. Yeah, Tarantino doesn't deconstruct. He just celebrates how yeah. much he is in love with cinema. He is. Yeah. I got a copy of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood today on Blu-ray. Nice. Twenty bucks. Nice. It's fucking sweet. Right on. Fuck Walmart, though. Sorry, my belly really hurts. <laughs> yeah, I really hate Walmart. Um, I also got a mouse there today. You guys want to hear how, how loud it is when it clicks? That's nice it. Nice and quiet. Nice and shit. Nice yeah, and quiet. I, you guys can't hear it on the podcast anymore. Christian's <laughs> aspiring to become a Foley. Yeah. <laughs> Foley artist? Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to go to a quick break. Uh, the song you're going to hear right now is a, is a Hargit Ascending. cut that out why would i fucking leave that (laughs) i just said we're restarting And we're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, as some of you, as some of you, uh, our listeners, that's where I was going with that <laughs> thought. Um, some of our listeners may know we have been doing a uh, bracket system for deciding who one of the uh, who the coolest characters in media are. Mm-hmm. Totally uh, uh, not uh, decided by entirely us, um, because also <laughs> the internet is helping us too. So if you're a fan, and uh, when you see an episode come out on. Um, uh, every for two weeks, every fr- uh, every second Friday, uh, you'll see on our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and our Twitter a, a little poll that will give you the option to decide who is cooler. So the past two winners, which I forgot to mention on the last couple episodes, the past two winners were the first for Group One, which was the driver from Drive versus Juno from Juno. Uh, Juno won that fight. Uh, good job, Juno. Yeah, good for you. You your pregnant belly. Uh, then our second group was Ferris Bueller versus Han Solo. Han Solo won that with flying colors. <laughs> did did Bueller uh, get any any votes? Bueller got a few. Okay, like two, two roughly. One of them I know was from one of our friends from work, and one, and one of our listeners. Uh, but and, and well, I would assume <laughs> our listener, <laughs> not just some random just, guy. Yeah, just <laughs> came across the tweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, today. Uh, we are going to be discussing two very similar characters, but very different. Yeah, similar but different, mm-hmm. is what like Liam and I. Um, and uh, the the first one I'm going to mention is a character from a movie that we talked about on our last episode, I believe, right? Did we talk about it? Uh, I don't know no, if we mentioned it. No, I don't think have, we actually talked about it. You actually haven't mentioned it. You have yeah, but you've seen that movie now. So no, it's, yeah, it's, a char- it's the main character from Thank You for Smoking, and his name is Nick Naylor. Mm. Nick Naylor. And uh, he's going up against Tony Stark himself, Iron Man. <laughs> and both very two people who, for the most part, their moralities I heavily disagree with. <laughs> That's right. And if you want to know what the rules are for the fight, they are going to be right here. The characters must be cool. So that means uh, they can be any of the definitions of the word cool, which uh, are the following. One, moderately cold or lacking in warmth. (laughs) Marked by a steady, dispassionate calmness and self-control. 
lacking uh, uh, ardor or friendliness, of jazz, uh, uh, marked by restrained emotion and the frequent use of counterpoint, <laughs> <laughs> free from tension or violence, uh, used as intensive, a cool million dollars, marked by deliberate uh, uh, f uh, f runtery. Um, or lack of, of, of respect uh, or discretion, facilitating a relief from heat. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, facilitating or suggesting a relief from heat, a color producing an impression of being cool, um, informal, very good, excellent. <laughs> so any of those. And those were the rules. Those were the rules. Those were the, the rules. rules. Damn it. the rules, folks. And Thank now, you passed me. And now we get into Cool Wars. Is that what we're calling? We're just new name every week. Cool uh, Wars. Cool Wars. <laughs> cool Wars. That's the, that's the clip we're using. The cool Wars. Um, it kind of sounds like it's going to be. That's like a refrigerator store or something. <laughs> cool Wars. Welcome to cool Wars. I mean, it, at least it's not. We just got to make sure we don't make it sound like Cool Warts. Because that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's what it sounds like. It's going out. <laughs> cool Warts. Okay. Uh, let's get the I mean, timer both up. Of these guys have a more. These guys have moralities that could be similar to like a wart or something. Cool, cool Warts. <laughs> They're very cool. Uh, I'm setting up the timer. And boys, we got. Ten minutes on the clock. All right, who's going first? Starting. I want you to go since you've seen right. the movie most recently. All right, starting I, I, now. All right, I just watched. Uh, Thank you for smoking, and I did enjoy it. It was very funny, but I couldn't get out of my head uh, that Nick Naylor is basically Ben Shapiro, <laughs> <laughs> using using half truths and general general lies yeah. uh, to manipulate people into doing things that are bad for them. I uh, saw that movie ten years ago, so yeah. you guys are gonna have to refresh me. And I, I mean, like you're doing it I right would now. say that Nick is doing that for the most part. However, I think the biggest thing that he comes to in the end is that he stops being morally vague and actually does stand firm with what he actually does believe in. I and guess, I, sort of. And I do, in the end, I do agree with what he does come to, which is that, like, I think people <laughs> should have the right to, uh, uh, was it to uh, think for themselves yeah. and uh, and smoke if they want to, and oh, use yeah. actual education and uh, looking in. Well, yes, yes, but also for, throughout mo- the majority of the movie, yes, he is a different person by the end, but uh, mostly through the movie, he's kind of uh, not very good at his job. Like, he's, he's very good at manipulating people, but the first pretty woman who comes along and bats her eyelashes, he gives her everything, spills every secret he has, and yeah, screws himself over yeah, in Nick so made many a ways. pretty big idiot mistake. <laughs> Then again, uh, Tony didn't Tony Stark do the say a similar thing with uh, that with that reporter lady as soon? Uh, yeah. But, or no, he did uh, something. Really... No, he just used her for sex, which is kind of yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah but good yeah. old Tony. So my question but, then yeah. for Nick Naylor is Nick Naylor, Nick Namer, Nick Naylor. Um, does he have a cool rocket suit? Um, I didn't. He knows think how so. to wear a nice suit, but <laughs> but <laughs> suits can... are pretty baggy. But I guess that was the. It was the nineties, yeah. yeah. Can he shoot fire out of his fucking hands? <laughs> um, on the, on when the... he's holding the cigarette. I mean, oh, shit, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, though, I mean, I, I mean, Iron Man also goes off and gets involved in international incidents where he should oh, no, be yeah, involved. No. He should not be involved. No, but uh, yeah, Nick Naylor's uh, saying he's cool is like saying Ben Shapiro's cool, and I'm not down with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, I just agree. I, I just agree with uh, Nick Naylor's uh, morality a lot more than I do with Ben Shapiro's. Where Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is just a fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess like depending on what version of Tony Stark we're talking about, because in the comic books Tony's a lot more of a fuck up than he is in the movies. In the um, movie, personally a, speaking, in the movies he's kind of portrayed as a charming fuck up. 
Yeah. yeah. While in the in the comics, there's an entire story arc where he's a raging alcoholic and yeah. like can't. What's the death by the bottle? What's it called? Uh, Demon in a bottle Demon by Warren Ellis. By Warren Ellis? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 I have my opinions about Warren Ellis right now. Um, yeah, it's funny how uh, the, the the two were very drastically different, but both kind of eventually come out on top uh, in a way. Because, like, Nick, Nick Naylor, uh, like you said, um, kind of gives you the opportunity, which which a lot of cool, not cool guys, but, but um, cool characters, I suppose, um, kind of give you the option to choose your path. Um, Tony kind of does the same thing in a lot of ways. But, um, again... Who's got a bunch of fucking badass suits? I mean, who thought who fought Thanos? <laughs> right? Who made Thanos bleed? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, there's also like with um, uh, what is it? I think there's also the fact that like uh, I will always find a character cool when they don't have to raise a fist or anything. They could just talk, and they could get their way out. Of, they could get it, <laughs> and they could win just by talking to you. Yeah. Like, but three um, three words, Liam. Yeah. I am. Nickname <laughs> <laughs> Iron <Wow>. Man. <laughs> what I what I prefer about uh, Tony Stark is uh, like in like throughout throughout the whole movie of um, obviously this isn't really a super fair comparison because Nick Naylor has one movie whereas Tony Stark has like Ten. four thousand and yeah. thousands um, of comics. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, Nick Naylor, sure he ends up uh, being more decent by the end, but it's not really. It's not really to help people. It's just because oh, I don't feel good about this anymore. I'm going to do something else. Whereas Tony Stark, uh, his whole arc is learning to care about people, learning to to make the sacrifice, and learning to to do the right thing, even though he fucks up all the time. Yeah, I right. just find it problematic with uh, a sp- when uh, like Tony Stark is just a person who never learns his lesson. At least like it's just well, he does eventually. It's eventually. frustrating how long, especially when you throw Iron Man two into the into the mix like it's frustrating <laughs> they how made long an iron t- man too <laughs> yeah i know it's a nothing movie it's frustrating like how long it takes from just learn anything yeah i mean i mean look at most most human beings yeah <laughs> it's a long time to learn you anything. know what i feel like liam's already kind of made up his mind no no i've i've actually been running this over my head for the past few weeks and yeah. actually trying to come to a conclusion i'm I've, just trying to offer an alternative i've made up my mind yeah uh, <laughs> um, do you guys want to fight a little more or, or do you want to vote you got any more fight in you? Um, I'm trying to think of. I'm any trying to go off of just an, uh, things like for my defenses of Tony Stark and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like my big thing with Tony Stark is I, I I disagree a lot with his his worldviews, but he does stand for something. He is trying yep. to do the right thing, even if I disagree with how he's doing it. Um, Nick Naylor is trying to pay his mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah and mean, do and doing a ton of morally unethical I mean, it's also yeah. the way i mean there's also a fact that you're supposed that nick naylor is supposed to be viewed as a um a satire of like the lobbyist world and all of that like oh the, no yeah but he's yeah he's, but so he you is do, that person though yeah so i'm like that he is very much a satire on that which is like uh where it's funny as a deconstruction but it not sure if it really makes a good person <laughs> really <laughs> no definitely not a good most 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 people in satires are not good people yeah, yeah no. <laughs> i mean like i also just love a uh, what is it i'm also kind of a sucker for a bad guy but like i guess more more so uh i'm probably leaning more a little bit more towards stark because like uh what is it again like uh what is it i at least he I mean, by the time an Iron Man 3 comes along, I really, really do care about him, and I actually think he has a lot more sympathy there than he does in any other of the films. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the problem is that, I guess the problem there more so comes from the fact that nobody Marvel who was writing for uh, Iron Man was as good a writer as Shane Black was for that character. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Yeah, I, I had my mind made up before we started recording. So. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the count of three, ready? Yeah. And we're all going to say it. Ready? One, two, three. Iron, Iron Man. Man. I said Tom uh, yeah. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that in my headphones, and I was like, that fucking threw me off. <laughs> I'm going to say Iron Man. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's Iron Man. And also, I feel like I'm not, I'm not broadening the audience, but... I feel like uh, a lot of our audience members are not going to know who the fuck Nick Dan. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't tell Liam let me the movie. So yeah, our next fight was supposed to be Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. You know, um, Mal yeah. versus Shaft, but I've never seen a fucking Shaft movie before, so Neither I think I'm going to move that one. Yeah. So it's going to be a surprise for uh, those of you at home um, what the next fight is, as it usually is. <laughs> I guess. Um, um, let's see. Let's see if I can guess what it'll be. Uh, uh, Mal versus Uncle Iroh. Nah. nah. Oh no! Don't make me choose those <laughs> two, man. Nah, we're gonna. I'm gonna move some. Well, well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make Mal Mal fight somebody cool. All right. All right. I mean, Lyra's that's the whole cool. point, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> all right. Cool wars. Cool wars. Cool Here, let's all, let's all see if we can again count of threes. Let's say cool wars as cool as we can. Ready? Three, two, one. Cool, cool wars. That was the lamest shit we've ever done. <laughs> all right. If you like what you heard. Uh, uh, on this episode today be sure and uh, give us five stars on iTunes give us a follow on Spotify uh, there, we also have a, a few other shows that are in the works right mm-hmm. now um, we have uh, not even in the works we have Thunder and Dragons which is out right now We're, we do um, by the time you've, you've heard this then episode four will be out uh, so we got four episodes right there that you can binge at your pleasure uh, they're a lot of fun and they're only getting uh, more fun as we get going uh, we uh, also have a show called uh, that I, I'm, I'm working on it should be out and hopefully by um, uh, April and that's uh, called Expose Yourself. It's a, it's a story all about, it's a movie, uh, movie. It's a podcast all about uh, embarrassing stories and, and funny, humorous stories as well. If uh, you want to follow us and find out about everything that we're putting out and, and what we're doing and when we're doing it, then be sure and follow us on social media. We're uh, Thunder Lizard Collective on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, we are Thunder Lizard OG. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty I think much that's, it. I think that's all the plugs. That's all the plugs. Right on. Uh, My butt's really starting to hurt. Yeah, you've been sitting there for a while. <laughs> no, uh, the, the plugging, it's. <laughs> that was fucking gross. Uh, Every I'm... time we plug something, we also plug them. <laughs> What? I thought we were supposed to be plugging things. Here, I'm so... going to give Liam one big more plug. Uh, All right, here we go. Listen listen to my music, uh, Harga Descending. You can find it at hargadescending.bandcamp.com. Uh, uh, look for uh, In a Burning Building. Uh, this has been the Thundercast for this week. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya. Just gonna, just try to fuck with you, and I'm gonna stop him before he does. Uh, where, are we, where are we coming from? Where are we coming from? Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck it. We're, we're Cambodia. Gonna, we're gonna, I don't know why we're here. <laughs>